In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, why getting into information security is hard. Welcome to the Explore Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring why getting into InfoSec is hard. Uh, and in this podcast, I, I want to talk about some of the things I've seen in regards to people trying to get into our field. There are a lot of open InfoSec roles not being filled, um, but getting into the field shouldn't be too difficult. Yet, you know, I, I see people still discussing this. Uh, about getting into the field. I kind of want to give my perspective on this because, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, we've had positions open for a long time that just don't get filled. And I've, uh, some of that is absolutely the, you know, competition. So, um, you know, people talk about talent shortage. I think there's, you know, there's some of that, but I also think that maybe people aren't being as prepared for, you know, applying for a job or, you know, they have, various different reasons for not applying for a job. So I just kind of want to talk about some of, you know, why it's hard for some people or why people feel it's hard and kind of maybe provide some solutions or some confidence for some people. Because I have talked to people uh, trying to get in and they're just not like able to get in. And so, you know, I start digging into it and I think some of it lies with within their own perspective. Um, and, and, you know, I, I kind of sometimes question whether they're doing the right things or they've been given the right advice for applying and pursuing an opportunity within the information security field. Um, for me, uh, my experience, you know, I, I applied at one point, I, I was looking for a job. This was when I was a network admin. Uh, I, I knew I needed to look for a new opportunity because, you know, I just, with the with the state of South Carolina, they typically don't give you pay raises on a yearly basis like some companies in the private sector do. Um, so you, you, you don't get pay raises unless you go find new opportunities. So about two years in, I realized that that was the case and that, you know, for me to even get you know, some kind of uh, counter offer to get more money from the current place I was at. I had to go look for opportunities and, you know, those opportunities could could lead to some, uh, you know, more money, but also some better opportunities. And so I spent 15 months looking for an opportunity and it took me 15 months before I felt finally landed a security gig. And I had actually been looking for both security and uh, networking gigs and system administration gigs, and even at one point, like a, a trainer for IT gig. And you know, the the problem wasn't those you know positions. Some of it was with the people hiring people. They don't know how to write the ask the right questions. Um, I, I think a lot of the interview process is broke, and a lot of people hiring don't know how to look for good candidates. Um, but at the same time, I think good candidates sometimes don't know how to both apply and interview for a role. Uh, that was certainly my case, where I struggled in the interview process, uh, and that was kind of my own fault, and it took me a long time to figure it out. I feel like now... Um, I have a better handle on that. And so when I am looking for a new opportunity, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, I've gotten a lot more offers, um, for new opportunities. You know, if you're getting, you know, if you're getting into interviews, uh, you should be getting offers probably around like 50% of the time. Um, if you're not, then, then you really need to be evaluating, what are you doing uh, that I, that's not uh, getting you offers? Um, 
because if if you're in an interview, uh, and this was one of my hard lessons that I had learned was that they think you can do the job. They're not, you know, if you're in for an interview, it's it's you're there because they feel like you you, you can you can do the job, and now they need to figure out if you're a good fit uh, and if you can you know actually uh, fit in with what they're trying to do. So that was one of my first big lessons. Um, I kind of want to take a step back though first and talk about applying. So in preparation for this podcast, uh, I reached out to some people and kind of asked uh, what what people saw as people trying too hard. Uh, from Wes Widener, I got tr- uh, when you're applying, you're trying to tackle too much. Um, you know, you're, you're you're trying to be the right fit for the position, um, but. In, in most cases, uh, and I've seen several people recommend this, is that if you if if you meet two to three requirements on a job posting, absolutely apply. Um, and you know, I and I can say from experience that is absolutely the case because you know sometimes it is people looking for too much or they're just kind of throwing it all out there and kind of seeing what they can get. And and really, you know, you send off your resume, and if you don't hear anything back, there there's really nothing else, you know, uh, that happens. There's, there's no, you know, they're not going to call you and go, what are you doing applying to this job? You have, you, you idiot. You have, you have no right to apply for this job. You can apply for it. <laughs> Heck, I've been on the other end and I've seen some pretty weird, uh, resumes and people applying for positions. They had no right doing it, but I mean, they're, they're still applying and you, you just never know. You'll, you'll get opportunities back. And I've talked to people. I'm like, you know, if, if you feel, even if you feel like it's not, uh, you're not the perfect fit, but you still meet two to three things of it, apply. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to get a call for an interview. And the the best case is that you are going to get a call, which is which is awesome. And then you, you know, step into uh, preparing for that interview, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but you know, and, and don't let special requirements determine your qualification for for a role. Um, and this kind of you know this goes along with being a hundred percent or, or I, man, I just don't fit this role because I don't have this skill set. Um, I will tell you, and maybe this doesn't necessarily apply, but you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Um, the problem was, uh, I'm pretty much blind as a bat. I have a really, really high, uh, prescription for my, for my glasses, uh, and contacts. Um, so I, that dream kind of, you know, died very early because I was told that, well, you know, what happens years later is, hey, there's LASIK that comes out. So that, if I had continued to pursue it and, you know, kind of ignored that a little bit, um, you know, I could be a fighter pilot. Now, there is an issue of me being about 6'3", uh, that may have, may have hurt me a little bit. Um, but, you know, the the point of that is that you should you should never let something hold you back from pursuing something. Um, I, I can apply this to application security field. When I got into the information security, it, it was more of a generalized role. And you know, uh, as I started doing different things, I realized that application security was something that I really enjoyed doing. It really things really clicked for me, and it, it's something that you know made the time fly by. 
I don't have a developer background. I'm on the operations side. I've been a network admin. I've been a sysadmin. I've, I've been a systems analyst. I've troubleshooted computers. I have not done a lot of development. I've done a little bit with PowerShell and I've scripted a little bit here and there when I needed to, to solve some problems. But for the most part, I don't have a development background. Well, I'm now working in the application security field. And, and a lot of that is due to the fact that I didn't let that hold me back. Um, you know, I've had to put in a lot of time. Uh, I've read a lot. I've uh, tried to educate myself a lot. I've tried to incorporate development aspects into my day-to-day life as well as my work life. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't like these special requirements that you have to have a developer background um, because I have come in and I've made it an impact with our development team um, and they trust me and they come to me with this advice because they know that, you know, maybe I don't have a development background, but I can empathize with, with what they're having to do and that if nothing else, I will go figure it out. Um, and that's probably the, the, one of my strengths is that I will, I will figure out what I need to, to, to get people an answer or get the job done. So don't let any kind of special requirements kind of, well, I don't have a development background, so I can't work in application security. That's, that's complete and utter, uh, garbage. And I, I think you should absolutely, if that's something you want to pursue and you're really interested in, I think you should absolutely pursue it. Uh, you know, the, the, the other thing with applying is remote versus re- relocation. And this is something that I feel on the other side where uh, we don't hire remote people. We don't hire remote workers. It, it's just pol- company policy that we want people local. Uh, so we want people to relocate when they, and that limits our pool of potential candidates. Uh, same thing on the other side. If you're looking to get into information security, you have to kind of be flexible and remote and, you know, in ta- and, and relocating for a job. If, if, uh, cause a lot of, if you're not flexible, if you're not willing, you know, you can be willing to remote, but you should also be willing to relocate. If, if you're going to restrict yourself to, I only want a remote position, then, um, you're going to kind of limit yourself on the companies you can, you know, you can get opportunities and get offers for. Uh, the people that are really, really good uh, that can pretty much demand remote have been in the industry for a lot of time and they've proven themselves. So, you know, in that case, yes, they 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 get a pass on that kind of stuff, and that's you know that's that's their right because they've been in the in the field for a lot of times. Um, but you know, and and. It, I would say, um, for the most part, if you're willing to relocate, but you don't want to work remote, uh, that you'll have more opportunities. For for me, for example, I worked for remote for two months when I first started at my new company, and I did not handle it well. I, I like being in the office. I like talking to people. I like engaging people on a personal basis. Um, and that's kind of a lot of my role as well. So working remote just, just isn't a thing for me. Um, and maybe I try it in the future, but for the most part, I'll be looking for opportunities that, uh, I have to be in, in the office. Um, so that is, you know, just, just, and that's not to say you can't look for a remote position, but just realize that you're going to be restricting yourself if you're not going to be willing to relocate to an area for, for an opportunity. Uh, another area for, for applying is penetration testers. Uh, a lot of people are interested in being a penetration tester. It's, it's the sexy part of InfoSec. That is a very competitive field. So if you're looking to be in that, you better be on top of your game. Uh, you better you know, spend a lot of extra time doing a lot of that kind of stuff, doing CTFs, things like that. Otherwise, you know, it, it's going to be very hard for you to find an InfoSec role. I will make the point that I am pretty much straight blue team. 
but I still get to go do a lot of red team stuff. I get to, you know, help out the the pen testers when we're evaluating a new application, particularly on the web app side, uh, because I do have some web app application security experience and testing for that kind of stuff. So they pull me in for that kind of stuff. So I still get to do red team stuff, but I am, you know, a lot of my function is on the blue team and building out programs and things like that. Uh, the final thing when you're applying is asking for too much money. Uh, you know, there's a lot of money to be had in InfoSec and a lot of people are paying high dollar, but there are companies that are not paying high dollar. I will say this, the state governments, federal governments probably aren't going to be paying the top dollar that can can pay what, uh, the private sector is going to be able to pay. But, you know, what you get out of that is that you get experience and maybe, you know, their, their talent pool is a lot less. So it's going to be a lot easier to get into like a government type of role, and maybe make a little bit less, but you get that experience and then maybe you can move to the private sector or maybe you stay in, in government work because you like it a lot. Um, but, you know, I have seen people where we've had people apply and it's like, yeah, this is a solid candidate, but we can't afford them at all. And then there's no discussion whatsoever. Um, so really set, you know, what your expectations are from a salary perspective and realize that, yes, while Walmart and some of these big Fortune 500 are paying out tons of cash for for, for people in security, um, you know, a company that is doing well that maybe you haven't heard of as much isn't going to be paying that same price. So you really need to do some research. There are things like Glassdoor and other things. Um, what you really need to do is ask yourself, what is the minimum amount of money that's going to get me to accept this, this, this opportunity? Um, I had to do that for my recent role was I had to relocate to Nashville, Tennessee. So I said, you know, okay, what's, what's going to make it so I'm not having to worry about it and that I'm, you know, willing to, uh, you know, move and, you know, be able to financially support my family, what's that amount going to be? Because I probably could have asked for more, but I may have priced myself out. I hear that from other people and I hear that from veterans within the field as well, uh, where they have pretty much said that they're, they're asking for this and they never heard a call back. You know, they've just kind of priced themselves out of the range. And maybe that's their minimum and that's fine too. But when you're just trying to get in, I would set expectations of, uh, of your salary. And, you know, there, there's peer pressure to be making a lot more money and, you know, you compare yourself to other people, but that shouldn't matter if you're trying to, to get in the field. It's, it's what is financially viable for you. Um, so asking for too much money, uh, it, it can be a big thing. Um, so let's talk about resumes and applying. Uh, you need to cater your resume to each position. You cannot take one resume and send it out to every single uh, company that you're in contact, recruiter, you need to cater that to each position. So you need to go look at their job openings, look for the keywords and see how that, that what they're looking for and what experience you can apply to that. Um, I have, you know, I have a base resume. Um, I've got one that has just multiple bullet points for various different things I've done in my, in my, uh, in my career. And then what I do is I remove non-relevant links. Uh, you know, in, in the Navy, I was a forklift operator and a uh, and a physical assistant for for PT, so a physical training assistant. And so those don't apply to anything. 
So uh, at one point I was putting those on my resume and just, I was trying to show that I'm flexible and I'll do any role that you want me to do. And, you know, I moved around multi-million dollar equipment with the forklift. No one cares about that. Um, so you should absolutely cater your resume to what applies. Uh, and sometimes there's not a, there's, you have a job that you just don't have any kind of accomplishments that really apply to the role. In that case, maybe just one bullet point, um, you know, your, your top one there. Uh, but I wouldn't bog, bog your resume down with multiple bullet points that aren't relevant. Um, and does it have, uh, you know, all your activity? Are you, are, and and that, that leads to another question, are you doing enough? So on my resume, I will put uh, various different um, security conferences I'm going to, local user groups I'm, uh, I'm a part of. You know, if I'm volunteering, I put that down. That is all relevant experience. And that shows that you're, uh, you know, contributing back to the community, but that you're involved in the community. And a lot of people like seeing that kind of stuff. So don't, don't feel like you, you can't put that on a resume. You should absolutely put that on a resume. And I've had people say that, that I've been hired specifically for my last two roles because they're like, we like what you're doing out in the community. We want you to come in and have an impact on our other people who aren't having as much of, you know, aren't going out and doing these extra things. Uh, for their career. So they wanted me to kind of be a little bit of an influencer with that, which is, which is one great to hear, but two, you know, that, that, you know, really made uh, the whole process of uh, applying and interviewing for that role a lot easier. Uh, Cause I still kind of bombed some of the interview questions, but they knew who I was and knew that I was doing all this extra stuff and that they were over able to overlook some, you know, crappy answers. Um, the same thing, you know, with this, I, I had the, the, uh, uh, and you, Really, you never know what's what's gonna resonate with people. So I've I've shot photography for a lot of uh, security conferences. Just just on my free time, I go shoot some pictures, process them, send them to the organizers for them to use in you know future publications and things like that. And um, one of the, uh, the 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 director of development that I'm working with, he said, you know, that's one of the things that resume resonated with me from your resume is that you were doing all this extra stuff out in the community. I mean, there's that, but there's also the fact that the director of uh, development also really enjoys photography. So that like he was able to identify with that, that's something he enjoys doing. And you know, that's, that's something that kind of, you know, uh, makes me unique to maybe some other candidates. So don't overlook that kind of stuff. And you don't have to do shoot photography or anything. If you're just volunteering, I think that's enough. If you can do something that you really enjoy doing, I've seen people have put together quilts at uh at conferences you know you put that in a resume you never know who a quilt quilt making is going to resonate with as far as uh, job opportunities uh so absolutely um so let's move on to the interview here which is again this was the biggest thing for me i was getting i was getting into interviews but i was not sealing the deal um a lot of it was my mindset of going in and going, oh, I don't think I fit this role. But again, if you're if you're getting in for an interview, they know you can do the job. They know that. They're just looking to see if you're a good fit for them. Um, and one of the things I didn't do, I was always trying to wing an interview. You should never wing an interview. You should be preparing for your interview like you prepare for a test or you know anything else that you do uh, in life. Uh, you know, you need to be spending some time looking over the job posting, uh, and looking at your, what they're looking for and how, and associating your experience and applying it to potential questions they're going to bring up. 
everything that's going to be in the interview is on the job posting for the most part. There might be a couple things here and there, but if you get down what's in the job posting, then you know being able to respond to those other questions will be a lot easier. Uh, and what I do is I get three by five cards. Um, I go pull up some of the basic questions, uh, you know, around, um, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Uh, you know, any other, there, there, there are plenty of sites out that they're going to have typical interview questions. And I think that's all I've done is I found a website that has like the top 30 interview questions you'll be asked and how to prepare for them uh, or how you should respond to them. I just grab those questions and I write down my responses in quick little things. And I'm doing it on three by five cards because I can take those to the interview with me. I can put them in my coat pocket, my suit pocket, um, you know, and as I'm sitting there waiting to be interviewed, uh, I have those cards out and I'm going through it. And I'm, I'm pretty much writing the question on one side, uh, trying to remember what I'm going to talk about and then flipping it over. Okay, I forgot that bullet point. So now I am, you know, able to, when they, when they do, you know, they're not going to ask you all those questions, but when they do, you're able to just spit it out just like that. And you're able to, uh, provide an answer with pretty much out thinking about it. And this is, you need to be practicing this as well. Um, you know, I got, I got this, uh, this preparation from manager tools. They've got a great series. They've got a career tools, uh, about how to prepare for an interview. Highly, highly recommend that. Um, they, they also talk about what you do inside of an interview, how you sit, uh, you know, kind of etiquette of an interview, after I started listening to that podcast and those series of podcasts, like it, it really helped me turn around my interview game <laughs> and, uh, you know, be able to do much better in interviews. And I get a lot more offers when I go in for interviews now, I get a lot more offers. And that's a lot because, and I don't feel as nervous. I, there's still the nervousness, but I don't feel as nervous going into the interview because once we get in and start talking, they're, answer, they're asking me questions that I knew are coming. And if I don't know they're coming, I don't have to sit there and, you know, come off of a bad question uh, that they've asked me and try to figure out a new, and then just feel like it's just like quicksand and it's just falling all apart. Um, you know, again, I still mess up even though I've prepared, but because I've answered these other questions correctly and, you know, quickly and succinctly, and I gotten across what I want to get across as far as that goes, uh, the interviews a lot more, um, a lot less stressful. There's still stress, but it's, it's, it, it's just a lot more. And preparation is the only thing that's going to really help with that. And I, I, again, go write down the question, flip it over, write down like a quick note about, you know, a talking point, um, and then say it out loud. I cannot, you, if you say it in your head, you're not going to do it. You need to say it out loud. When I prepare, for, this is like preparing for a presentation. If you're going to go be a presenter, you need to do your presentation, standing up, talking out loud. Uh, so that you can see and get practice. It's all about practice. This is, anybody that's into sports, you know, you have to practice, you have to prepare. Same thing for an interview. So I, I, I hope I hope that I've brought that to people. Uh, another thing I'll mention is, is uh, you know, you should be doing some research on the company um, and trying to understand, you know, that that will help you with, you know, your question part of, of showing, you know, uh, what you know and, and being able to ask good questions about stuff. Um, one thing I will say is don't bring to a company, hey, I found this in, in your system. Uh, so don't take vulnerabilities to an interview and give that to them. It's it's not a very good way to endear yourself to them. Um, 
So, uh, and maybe it's something they already know about and they have mitigating factors or uh, that's just something that they, they have to allow for a business reason. So you don't know what the reasoning behind that is. I would highly recommend just not bringing in a vulnerability and what you think is a vulnerability, they might not think is a vulnerability, in which case, you know, you've just now kind of shown that you're not aligned with, with their philosophy. Um, so yeah. Don't bring a vulnerability to an interview. It's not, it's it's uh, not good. And then realize, you know, there are just expectations that are met. Sometimes you're brought in for an interview and they already know who they're going to hire because they're a friend of somebody. Um, it's still good to go in for an interview to get practice because uh, again, there you can you can you can prepare for it and stand up and speak your answers, but there's nothing like the real thing. And actually getting an interview and uh, seeing what you did right or what you did wrong. Uh, and kind of, you know, going, okay, next time I'm going to do this, or I did this this time, I'm not going to do it next time. There's always little things that you'll pick up that you need to improve upon within the interview process. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that anybody is really, I think there probably have some people that have mastered it, but for the most part, most people have not mastered doing an interview. So there's always something to work on. Uh, finally, networking. Are you networking? Uh, are you going to security conferences and getting to know people? Again, A lot of times in my last two security roles have been because I knew people in the security field looking for opportunities. Um, And and these people knew who I was, so it made that process just a little bit better. I have heard my boss is brutal on people in interviews. My interview with him, not so bad. In fact, at one point, I felt like he was trying to promote me to other people, and I didn't have to do a lot of that. And a lot of that is because uh, someone else, uh, I didn't know my boss at the time, but someone else uh, knew who I was and, and you know what I had contributed to community. Um, and so that goes a long way. And then there's other people who you know are, are um, uh, you know know me and uh, know who I'm about and what I'm doing. So that that definitely makes the process a lot easier. If nothing else, it gets you more opportunities. Um, you know, and, and, and to go along with that, are you contributing back to the community? This goes kind of back against the resume. Um, if you're volunteering and helping out, that shows initiative, that shows proactiveness. Uh, and that is only going to help both your resume and also, you know, your talking points within, um, within, within an interview. Um, you know, my podcast has come up on an interview before. Um, you know, the, the fact that at the time, you know, I, I was running two different podcasts that, that goes a long way towards people showing that, you know, you're really interested in the, in, in what you're doing and that you're, you're willing to put extra hours into to what you're doing. And I, I think that really goes a long way. So, you know, hopefully that explains why getting into InfoSec can be hard. Um, the biggest thing, like I said, I see is, is just a lack of preparation for interviews. I see people not putting that effort into it. I've talked to a lot of people and I've encouraged people, if you see two to three uh, roles or uh, responsibilities on a job opening that you feel like you're strong in, apply for it. Again, the worst thing that can happen is that you don't hear from them, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um and, you know, so you should absolutely go for it. And, and I, you know, I, I have told people, go go apply for this job. And I am always happy to hear back, hey, man, I'm glad you told me that because I've got an interview next week. Um, and so, you know, th- you were right that I should have just, just gone ahead and applied for it. And so that is 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 going, 
I think to help a lot of people, that's probably the biggest thing is just applying for it. And then the next step is actually preparing for your interview. You you need to put in preparation. You need to put in some practice. It's something I didn't want to do early in my career. It's something that I do now. And it's really helped me and, and you know, allowed the interview process not to be this intimidating thing anymore. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I would love some feedback on this. Uh, definitely go to the show notes. Uh, I will have some other, uh, other stuff there. Uh, some manager tool links that I want to provide people that there, there's a, uh, they have a great podcast on your resume stinks. They really help you with writing a better resume. And I feel like my resume, maybe not the best, but it, it gets me a lot more interviews, which is awesome. Um, so absolutely feedback again, timothy.dblock at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Timothy D block either side. If, uh, if there's something that I haven't answered here about why it's so hard, or if you have some experience or something, or you have a question, please reach out. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind doing another episode on this. Maybe have a guest on to talk about it. Um, this is kind of a broad topic, so which is why I didn't have a guest and I wanted to kind of do the solo to give my experience. And then from the other side, what, what are you seeing as far as people not being able to get into the field? Is there an issue with education? Uh, is there you know an issue with uh, something else? I don't know. That's, that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you for joining me. That will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one.